From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's episode, we're talking about the impact that those controlling behaviors are having on your marriage and your six pillars of intimacy. And there's an anonymous quote that says, you cannot control other people. You can only control your reactions to them. But I'd probably put a little asterisk on that and say, except when there are situations in your marriage and you want to control them. So we'll be talking about that in today's episode. But first, we start every One Extraordinary Marriage episode with a hug. And a hug is really an opportunity to acknowledge what you're doing in your marriage, to celebrate you, to, to sh- share with others the journey that the two of you have been on, because so mm-hmm. often that gives hope to other people. And this hug comes from an email that we received that says, thank you both so much for everything you do. What a difference it has made for my husband and I. We've been married for less than two years. Love all our newlyweds. Yes. So excited that you guys are changing and, and changing the trajectory of your marriage mm-hmm. from the get-go. Goes on to say, we have both been married before and have been through some of the same traumas. Mm-hmm. We've had some very painful struggles in our short marriage. And by the grace of God, I found your podcast and it has made all the difference. I started listening myself and wanted so much for my husband to also listen. I would do wonderfully obnoxious things like play it right before he got home. Of course, I timed it just right and fairly loudly to which he would ignore my passive aggressive approach. Mm -hmm. Don't worry. A lot of people have done that. I learned so much and then finally talked with him about listening together and surprise. He agreed. You mean it really is that easy? Who knew? I am now in the one family private Mm. Facebook group and have access to all the tools. I'm blown away by all the resources you offer and I've invited him to the group as well. Thank you again. We both enjoy your wisdom, compassion, humor, and how genuinely you care and love us all. And we love you right back. Oh, I love it. Yeah, we have had that um, <laughs> passive aggressive question even asked or sent to us in some way, shape, or form many, many a times over the years. And, you know, it's a little different for every single couple. Mm-hmm. And depending on how and where you are right now, how your spouse will respond to that. And so sometimes it's, Hey, we're, we're trying to play and others. I mean, I've heard of other couples and we've heard of other couples who they're just going on a drive mm-hmm. and they're like, let's just play some episodes. And that's the, their place is just while they're driving and others, they love listening to it in bed together or, yeah. you know, separately, but then come back and talk together, whichever way you come to that. It, we're all a bit different in our own ways. And so how you guys come to that is how you make your marriage extraordinary. Yeah. It's not a one size fits all approach. And you know, it's so funny because usually I pick, I choose the hug for the episode, even though we've been talking about what the topic's going to be. I, I just will usually kind of go, Oh, we've got this hug that came in and I, and, you know, I'll drop it into the episode notes. And so here we've got this episode on controlling behaviors, right? And their impact of the six pillars. And then I'm reading yes. through the hug again. And I'm like, Oh, smack dab in the middle of that hug in case you didn't catch it she said i wanted so much for my husband to listen i would do wonderfully obnoxious things like play it right before he got home and play it loudly and you know like tony said she's not the only one who's tried to control when or how her spouse might listen to the podcast um we've definitely heard from a lot of you over the years but you know this concept of control and controlling what your spouse does or what they hear or how they act and that type of thing it's a super interesting concept 
when it comes to marriage. And according to MiriamWebster.com, the definition of the word control as a verb is to exercise restraining or directing influence over. So basically to regulate or to have power over, to rule. And so you've either got regulate or have power over. And as I read those two parts of the definition, I was like, I felt a little resistance inside myself. I'm not going to lie. Because I think most people, most adults, let's put it that way, um, because we're not speaking to kids here. Most adults will resist the idea of having someone regulate them or rule over them. We don't like to be controlled. In a lot of cases, there are spouses who actually on the other side of that don't want to be the controlling ones. Hmm. But it's happening in marriage. And I've seen this come up in a lot of coaching conversations lately. And, and you know, hearing from couples where one spouse feels controlled or has to control in the area of finances, hmm. um, how time is being spent, who you're spending time with, what sexual intimacy looks like, what the calendar looks like, um, what's happening with household responsibilities or chores, and the list goes on and on and on. And I kept hearing this theme around control, like, well, at least I have to control this, or, or this is an area that like, I need to be the one that like sets the rules on this. And I was like, oh, oh, oh we got to dig into this. We got to dig into this as the one family because control left unchecked Mm -hmm. will divide a marriage. Absolutely. Control that is, is unasked for (laughs) control that is kind of usurped will create this tug of war in a marriage. And those of you that have been listening for a while, you know that whenever I talk about a tug of war, it means that somebody in the marriage has to end up in the mud because that's, it it becomes a win loss situation or mm-hmm. win-lose situation, and the loser always ends up in the mud. And in this case, in all honesty, in your marriage, you also end up dirty too. And we've had this experience in our own marriage, you guys. There were years, probably if I had to quantify it, I would say easily the first decade. So 10 years of our marriage, I was the controlling factor around our sexual intimacy. I, go ahead. And, and I would say there are still times to this day where that that is the case as well even though we we run the intimacy lifestyle we will look at our every single one of our pillars of intimacy mm-hmm. and that there are still times where things will that will happen true not to the extent that it was the first oh, decade oh absolutely not no and we have the language to talk about it now correct and you you have permission to check me on it mm-hmm. now as opposed to the first 10 years 10 11 maybe even going into 12 um where where it was like if I wanted or I didn't want it. It was up to, you know, what was my mood? How was I feeling, feeling those crazy little feelings that are super fickle? How was I feeling towards Tony? Were we connected? Were we not? Well, you know what? Guess what? I'm not. I'm not feeling connected to you. We're not having sex. I'm tired. We're not having sex. I don't, you know, I'm just in a mood. We're not having sex. And that was, that was this pattern of control that I exercised. And I will tell you, I knew I was making choices, but I didn't, I would have never and I want you to hear me. I would have never considered myself to be controlling. And yet in hindsight, the gift of hindsight 2020, I realized that because there was no communication around this, because it was all one-sided, and I wish you could see Tony shaking his head right now, that's control. And we didn't just have it in the pillar of sexual intimacy. We also had it in our finances. Yeah. And we, we shared this story during the Great Recession where we pretty much lost everything and we were pretty much on a tight budget at that point in time. And we had talked, Elise and I had agreed upon a spend amount for Christmas 
the gifts, what we were going to give for the kids, family, and all of that. And lo and behold, after Christmas into January, started looking at the credit cards or even even debit card at that point in time. I don't even think we had any credit cards at that point in time. We didn't. But I realized that funds weren't there. Like I hadn't paid any attention as as I just I trusted Elisa. Like, hey, we're gonna be cool. And coming coming to that January, we're a lot lower in funds than I had expected. Like to the tune of seven eight hundred dollars. In 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 that time when you have nothing, seven eight hundred dollars is a lot. Mm-hmm. Like to the point of, are we gonna be able to put food on the table? You know, like what are we what are we gonna slash out of everything? And and I remember in that moment in time, not even saying it to Elisa, but this this inner vow that a lot of us will say. We'll we'll have these inner vows that we say we don't we don't we don't really say anything to our spouse, but our spouse does something that causes maybe some pain, trauma, fear. Mm-hmm. We, we get we get frustrated with them and we get this inner vow. And I remember having this inner vow of, oh, I'm not gonna let Elisa handle the finances any longer. Like she doesn't know what she's doing. She doesn't understand the situation we're in. Obviously she knew the situation we were in. She was right there, right beside me. And yet we didn't have the ability, the emotional intimacy to speak through it. And so my inner vow then was to, I'm going to control all of our finances. I will make sure that Everybody knows what they're getting and how much they're getting. And I will check that account daily to make sure everybody is on par. And when I say everybody, Alisa and I are- Yeah, we, the kids were little. Kids were little at that point in time. And so what are those inner vows that you've spoken? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are those inner vows that you need to think about right now that maybe you said a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, that are still controlling some aspect of your marriage? Mm-hmm. And I want to- just as we're jumping into this episode a little deeper, I want to be clear when we're talking about controlling behaviors, I'm not, Tony and I are not talking about those areas where the two of you have agreed that one person is going to essentially be in charge of, right? There may be, you know, like he just brought up finances. The two of you have may have said, actually had a conversation and that's key here where you've agreed that one spouse or the other is going to handle finances. That was not the situation with us. It was, there had been a trauma in our marriage. There had been a huge breach of trust. And Tony's like, I am taking over this area. That's what we're talking about in this episode of really getting into this place of those situations where because of issues, one of you has taken control of that area. And you know, as I've watched coaching clients over the last 10 years, when control rears its head, when those controlling behaviors start to come out, it usually happens because there's been a breach of trust or there's increasing disconnect or there's little to no communication in a particular area, which allows the imagination to run wild. And you start making up this narrative. I, I've told so many of my coaching clients recently, I'm like, I actually think we have the best script writers in the married world, because when the two of you aren't talking, the the imagination, the scripts that you create about the what ifs and the whys and the hows and all of that kind of stuff would rival any Hollywood blockbuster. Can I say something real quick? Because as you were talking, I, there are two episodes I want to share, and I'll put them in the episode notes for everybody. But there are two episodes that I think really talk a lot about this. It, it's it. from the, that controlling aspect and how we we sometimes get into this dynamic in our marriage. One is episode 334. The emasculated man. Mm. Mm-hmm. The second one is 335, she's not your mother. And I'm going to put 
I'm going to put links to both of these or go find them in your favorite podcast app. But these really discuss what's happening and what we're doing in that control. And we're emasculating one. Mm -hmm. And we also see her sometimes as that, you know, that mother figure. She, she doesn't want to be your mom. She wants to be your wife. Right. And just as a point of reference, those were probably six, seven years ago. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. But, yeah. but they're 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 two fantastic episodes. Absolutely. And, and, and in the the second one came after because we had so many women reaching out and wives reaching out, going, "Hey, how about this other side?" Yeah. And so we we just went back to back on on these. So three thirty four and three thirty five. Absolutely. And you know, we asked all of you last week on Instagram, "Hey, what causes you to exercise control in your marriage?" And we got responses like, "Well, because of my past handling the money makes me feel more secure. I think I can change things if I'm more controlling." but it often doesn't work out that way. I'm our only income, so I feel like I have to control things. We have broken trust in our marriage. I don't see my spouse take any responsibility or taking action. And I'm worried about my spouse having friends of the opposite sex. And if you just hear some of those responses, you start to see a theme that when there's disconnect or uncertainty or fear or even past situations that maybe your spouse was a part of or wasn't a part of, but it's stuff in your past that is still dictating your present mm -hmm. and how you respond, that becomes a problem because those controlling behaviors starts to wreak havoc on the connection between the two of you. It starts to become this, this tug of war. Like Tony said, as he just brought up those two past episodes, it can become and feel more like a parent-child relationship than a husband-wife relationship. And I will tell you, when it becomes a parent-child relationship, your sexual intimacy will for sure Oh, yes. Drop it, drast off. it drastically changes. Like, absolutely. And, and we've been in that. Both of those episodes ring true to us because I remember a period in time where that was us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, just total control. Your emotional intimacy, if you stay in that parent-child. Like, we have teenage children. They do not tell us everything. Why? Because it's a parent-child relationship. It's a much different relationship than what Tony and I have as husband and wife. And, you know, getting into this place of saying control, these controlling behaviors are not working in our marriage mm -hmm. because the one being controlled doesn't like it. Remember when I gave you the definition and it didn't feel good to hear, you know, being regulated or being ruled over? We as humans don't like this idea of being controlled. Mm -hmm. And the one who is controlling often doesn't like being in that role either because of this shift in the dynamic. So we need to talk about how to break that cycle, how to address and break that and break those controlling behaviors after this break. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. One Skin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. 
after you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We're back. And we're talking about what to do when you're aware that control is becoming a huge factor in your marriage. And it might start, these controlling behaviors, they might start in one pillar. But what tends to happen is if they're left unchecked, they'll start to spill over into other pillars. And, and, you know, for example, when Tony and I were feeling disconnected in our emotional intimacy, we weren't talking in those early years of our marriage. It was definitely impacting our physical intimacy. It was impacting our sexual intimacy. It was impacting our recreational intimacy. I mean, this was the couple that would go out to dinner and like just kind of not talk to each other, right? So, so mm-hmm. many of the, like if I was just being moody and you got, many of you have heard this story and I told it with a client the other day and I, I shared it in a couple of recent episodes. My tendency when in conflict, the way I controlled the situation, and this is a control behavior, I would shut down. That's a controlling behavior. I don't want to talk to you. I'm not going to talk to you. Guess what? You can just sit there and talk to me. I am not talking to you. A little sassy voice in my head being like, yeah, talk all you want. Oh, and you don't see her, but she's like bobbing her head up back and forth. And she'd do that to me too. She'd mm-hmm. just be like, mm. Me and myself just having a whole conversation and yep. not talking to you. Yep. And I would control the communication that way. I controlled our emotional intimacy by choosing not to participate. Until the day when Tony sat me down on the couch and was like, this is not working for us. We are not doing this for the next 50 years. And I'm like, oh yeah, watch me. And yet, and yet it, that was the beginning of a break. I still have those tendencies. They're not completely gone. I would say they are, in my opinion, you can let me know if this is true or not. I would say they're much, much better oh. than they used to be. Oh yeah. I, I mean, every once in a while it'll come out. And, and I think those just, when we both start to play tug of war with one another, we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're opposite of one another instead of getting on the same team you'll 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 shut you'll shut down because you're just sort of like i'm just going to control this right now because i am not going down the path that you want to go down Mm -hmm. tony um and so it 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 rears it rears up we're not perfect here folks we we are walking through life and walking through marriage just like you and so we end up in these places at times and have to address it and we have to assess it and we have to look at each other and and, and ourselves and how did we get to that point well and on the flip side just to you know show that we aren't perfect um on the flip side when you get to that point where you feel like we're a little bit more of that tug of war you will tend to be a little more like no we're talking about this right now like you get into that place and your voice will get a little bit louder mm-hmm. and you'll get much more direct and you're just like Elise and that's when I know, like when he puts that sharp edge on the end of my name, I'm like, oh, he's not in a good spot. And and that's his control of like, no, we're going to deal with this right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm looking at him, he's like, uh-huh. Yep. yep. It, it, it is. It's just the Elise. It, it's that, a control. That, that, that's that. It, it's, 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 a, it's like that. And we have a dynamic. And again, we work through these though. We see them. We understand them. What what triggered that? What were the what were the emotions underlying those things? What what's going on in my life that I'm not in in congruency with Elisa? Where are we that we're not together in our pillars? Right. And it happened up earlier in the year where that was happening often. Mm-hmm. And Elisa was at the point where she's just like, 
look at you. You need to get some coach, some coaching. You, you need somebody because there's a blind spot over here, and I was resisting it. And I'm glad I stepped in and said, you know what, you're right, because I, I I'm sensing this more and more. And the three months, the I think I had maybe ten sessions mm-hmm. with my coach. It helped, and that was back in April. And I don't think we've had nearly as many, if if any, like tense situations like that, like that were like repetitive. Oh yeah, not repetitive. I mean, yeah, I was gonna say like, like we've had t- tense situations over the course, but but, but yeah, we, not we in that like, oh my gosh, here we, we go getting, again. Right, we were getting to that point where it was like it felt frequent. like very frequent. Yes, very frequent. And you know what I would say to that is you. Know, if there are issues where you or situations where you're seeing this repetitive need for control or you're feeling it's likely because there's something that's been unaddressed or unresolved and it's creating this disconnect there are hurt feelings there's broken trust and you know the first part of this is to go okay well wait what like look at the person in the mirror where have you been controlling where are you exercising control in your marriage Right. Think through each one of the six pillars of intimacy. I did not write the book, The Six Pillars of Intimacy, for it to collect dust on a, on a bookshelf. I wrote it so that couples would be able to open it up and go, hey, emotional, physical, financial, spiritual, recreational, sexual. A- am I exercising controlling behaviors in any of those? Take stock. Be honest with yourself. One of the biggest gifts that you can give to your marriage is being honest with yourself yep. and going, huh. Let me think through each one of these. Where and, and the next question is, where have you felt your spouse is being controlling? But you do notice I started with you first. Don't don't jump to don't jump to that second point and be like, oh, well, they've been controlling here, here. No, start with you. Start with you. And then take and this is a question, this next question I'm gonna give you guys. This is a question I use so frequently with my coaching clients. When did this start? Mm. Because here's the thing, and Tony and I were even talking about it before we started to record this. Um most people, I feel pretty confident in saying, I'm going to go with like a 99% on this. Okay. 99% of people do not enter into marriage with someone that they feel is uber controlling in any one of those pillars of intimacy. I, I'm. Do I think that that does happen? Yes. But I do, I, I would put the caveat to that. Why would you go marry someone that was going to already be controlling you in all of those different, like in most cases, that is something that develops over time because of disconnect, insecurity, breach of trust. So you've got to identify when it started because often if you can mm-hmm. figure out when it started, what the cause was, then you can actually start to get a, a sense of, well, what, were the, what was the situation? What happened there? That's the root. What do we have to do to address the root cause of this cycle of behavior that we've been living out for you know, three months, six months, a year, 10 years, 20 years. Mm. And the truth of the matter is, is that there are couples in the one family that have a root that goes back 20, 25, 30 years that's still causing controlling behaviors because it was never addressed and dealt with. And that's just, that's the reality of the world that we live in. But then you have to take a next step and go, well, what role do I have in creating change now? This goes back, if you've actually read The Six Pillars of Intimacy, you know that in each pillar, there's a section that says, what can... I do. So what role do you have in creating change? If you're the one who's created the fear or the insecurity or the disconnect, your behavior created this reaction in your spouse. What do you need to do? What have you not done in this intervening time to heal that broken part of the relationship? There's something that you can do and you need to do it. 
if you're the one who's been on the receiving end of that fear or insecurity or disconnect, what do you need from your spouse? It might be more than an apology. Mm. It might be something that goes much deeper. My guess is, as I've seen in so many of the couples that I've worked with, that you actually need to get into this place of healing. And that often goes beyond a, I'm sorry, because likely you've heard the I'm sorry hasn't worked because it's a wound that needs to be addressed. Yeah. And this can come in many different places, many different forms. It could have happened when you're a child. It could have been happened anywhere along the line in your marriage. It could have happened when the passing of a, of a loved one, it could have been passing of a, a parent. It, things happen, right? And we're touching into an area where many of us don't want to go. Really, we don't. It, we'd rather just go live our lives and just be, be like, all right, it's fine. We'll just keep rocking and rolling. And yet if we want to have extraordinary marriage and marriages, we need to step into these places mm-hmm. and go, okay, like, where is this coming from? And it sometimes needs to take some deep work. Sometimes you got to go hire a coach. You need to work with somebody. Maybe there's, you know, a healing retreat center that you need mm-hmm. to go to. I don't know what it is for you. And yet... Those are the places we have to step into. And I have seen in my own life, when I'm willing to step into those places, the outcome is much better than I expected. Mm-hmm. There's fear going in. There is like this, what if it? What if I go through all this and it's just a waste of time, money, energy, effort, mm-hmm. not, not just only on my part, but the person that I'm working with. You know, we'll, we'll put those things up. And yet every time I've stepped into places like that, I've seen change happen. Mm. Is it instantaneous? Sometimes. Not all the time. A lot of times it's a process. Am I willing to walk through that and get and get that healing, whatever it may be? And sometimes it's small stuff. And for, for, for you and I, it may be small. Mm-hmm. For somebody else, it may be big. For somebody, you, your spouse may be looking at it and going, what are you talking about? That's nothing, that's nothing, no big deal. And yet for you, it is. And so start walking out that healing. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those things too, where there's this expectation that there's just going to be this like magic wand that all of a sudden one day the controlling behaviors are going to go away. Mm. And the reality is, is that they don't just go away because you want them to. They don't just go away because you you wish that your spouse wouldn't be that way so that you don't have to be this way. It This is one of those areas. Really strong controlling behaviors are often the result of pain. And unless it's dealt with in a proactive way, it will just keep being cyclical. So you have to have the courage. I mean, this is an episode that really at its heart is about the courage that you will have to address the things that have hurt you. Mm -hmm. It's not comfortable. Like Tony said, it's super uncomfortable. It's so, I mean, it stirs up all the emotions, the anxiety, the what ifs, all of these different questions. But I will tell you, we've seen in our own marriage that when you develop that courage, when you put a strong team around you, whether it's, you know, a coach, you know, your pastor, um, a prayer partner, whatever that is, when you have a strong team around you to tackle these things and go, you know what, this is not the way I want to be living. It doesn't, 
this does not feel good. I want a partnership. I want that romance with my spouse. I don't want to be in a tug of war with somebody constantly going through the mud. When you get intentional and you take action in this area, I will tell you, you won't even recognize what's on the other side of the effort that you put in. Yeah. This week, and specifically around this topic, it's a self-assessment. It's really about you. Is your marriage going to benefit from it? Absolutely. And yet you have to look, as Elisa said, you got to look at the person in the mirror Mm -hmm. and go, what can I do? Where am I at? What am I going to let go of this week? What am I going to address this week? So that way I can have the freedom. I can have the breakthrough. And that way we, as a couple, as a husband and a wife, we can have the extraordinary marriage that we desire. So this week, Take some time, maybe do a little self-assessment. If you're at that point though, where you're like, I need help. We have coaching here at One Extraordinary Marriage. You can go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. You can apply, there's no obligation. And yet that may be that step that you need to take to overcome the controlling areas in your life. With that, know that we are here for you. We truly are excited for what you're going to do to have the extraordinary marriage you desire. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.